Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, December 16th. The high cost of living in San Diego County is pushing some people out of the region. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. The largest water supplier in the nation has declared a drought emergency for Southern California, including here in San Diego County. The Metropolitan Water District says its member agencies need to cut their use of imported water or face steep fees. The San Diego County Water Authority says 12 to 13 percent of our water comes from MWD, and it has developed other sources like desalinated seawater and recycled water. To keep San Diego drought-proof, the Water Authority recommends taking shorter showers, running only full loads of dishes or laundry, and turning irrigation systems off for the winter. Narcan venting machines won't be coming to the county by the end of the year, as previously announced. County officials say they are waiting on the supplier and the vending machine should be rolled out early next year. Narcan, or naloxone, is a medication used to reverse opioid overdoses by restoring normal breathing. According to preliminary data, in 2021, nearly 900 people died from accidental opioid overdoses in the county. San Diego Bay Parade of Lights is happening Sunday. About 80 boats will be decked out with Christmas lights and decorations for the 52nd annual event. The boats will start in Shelter Island at 5.30 p.m. and sail their way to the ferry landing in Coronado. It's expected to end at 7.30. You can watch the boats parade by from anywhere along the bay. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. As the year winds down, some San Diegans are packing up and heading out not for a holiday trip, but for a change of residence. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer looks at how some people are getting priced out and pushed out of the region. It's no secret San Diego County is an expensive place to live, but life has gone extra pricey over the past couple of years, and evictions are stressing out many renters. We figured when the property was sold, at some point we were gonna give a notice to vacate. And that's exactly what happened to George Rolls. He got that notice just after San Diego's no-fault eviction moratorium was lifted in September. He was told to be out of his Hillcrest home two weeks before Christmas. And now, his living situation has gotten a lot more expensive. And then trying to find something in this market coming from where we have been, you know, at a reasonable rent for 15 years and finding something now that my rent is literally being quadrupled. 
Situations like that are making many contemplate their future in the region, especially those with lower incomes. So I'm moving back home to Arkansas. I'm going to be staying with family for a while. Um, I'm I already have a job there. I already got hired at a Starbucks down there. We talked to Lila Miller when she was packing up her belongings in Chula Vista. She'd fallen behind on rent and got an eviction notice. The cost of living priced her out of renting elsewhere in San Diego. Um, everything else was just too expensive or too far away from where I was working. A lot of them were like 2200 2400 all the way up to like $3,000 an apartment for like a two bedroom just like this. University of San Diego economics professor Alan Jin says in a housing market that is both expensive and in short supply. The expiration of uh, eviction protections is going to make the problem worse. Uh, so people at the low end had some protection, but, but now they could be sus uh, susceptible then to eviction. And if that's the case, then many of them will have to uh, leave the region. Jeff Tucker is an economist with Zillow. He says San Diego County got roughly 33% more expensive during the pandemic. It's now the fourth highest priced metro area in the U.S. Tucker says that's why San Diegans are moving to other counties at a higher rate than in the past. So that's Riverside, San Bernardino counties, L.A. and the O.C. Um, all these places have seen a pretty substantial increase in the number of home seekers, both buyers and renters, coming from the San Diego area. The U.S. Census Bureau says last year San Diego County lost population for the first time in a decade. Tucker says remote work is giving people more flexibility. This really is a story of people looking to find a place where they can make ends meet, where they can sort of reach their American dream of a place of their own, maybe home ownership and a house that fits their family. Um, and that is increasingly infeasible in San Diego for the middle and working classes. And those who don't leave San Diego, like George Rolls, are finding other ways to cut back. We had a decent amount of disposable income, but now most of our money is going to have to go to actually physically living. Miller says if she didn't move back to Arkansas, she'd likely end up homeless. I do hope to come back to California. I really do love it here. It's just, it's too expensive. Like I'm, I'm working so hard. Like I work uh, 12 to 16 hours a day sometimes and I still can't afford to live here, even with a roommate in a two bedroom apartment. <laughs> Jin sees one clear answer for the long-term solution. And what's really needed is uh, what some people call workforce housing. Uh, that is housing then for people who are kind of in the middle. Uh, these, these are going to be your teachers, they're going to be your police officers, your, your, your normal uh, working uh, people who want to live in San Diego and, and, but, but can't afford it uh, at this point. For the short term, renters are hoping for stronger tenant protections. The San Diego City Council will consider an updated tenant protection ordinance early next year. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. COVID cases are surging again. KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado says a lot of people still need their vaccines. Flu and COVID are rampant again in San Diego County. 
Dr. Cameron Kaiser, the county's deputy public health officer, says this week the county will be reporting more than 4,800 COVID cases and 1,600 flu cases. But that isn't the whole story. This number is almost certainly a low estimate due to the amount of home testing that doesn't get reported. Only 18 percent of people in San Diego County have received the new COVID booster. Kaiser says that's a concern. Yes, the vast majority of us are going to come out okay, but why roll the dice? He says people with previous COVID infections can get the vaccine too without waiting, and he's urging people to get it now. The vaccine does take about a week or two for it to become effective. So if you get that shot now, that's just in time for the Christmas holiday. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. California regulators approved the most significant overhaul of the state's solar rules since first subsidizing rooftop solar in 1996. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson has details. The California Public Utilities Commission voted 5-0 to zero to approve proposed changes that were revealed in the fall. The new plan cuts the value of solar-generated electricity sold back to the grid by 75%. That reduces the financial benefit of installing solar arrays. The CPUC downplayed that part of the deal. It ignores the fact that a much larger portion of the customer savings from rooftop solar actually comes from customers powering their electricity needs at home, meeting those needs with their solar energy. Solar advocates called the plan too extreme for California. They argued the state needs to make solar more affordable, not less affordable. The state's investor-owned utilities have been notably quiet about the changes, only speaking in regulatory filings or hearings. Eric Anderson, KPBS News. Coming up, a new safe haven for those experiencing homelessness. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. San Diego City Council members were sworn in this week bringing a new face to the council. Kent Lee will represent the city's sixth district. The district includes Mira Mesa, Kearney Mesa, most of University City, Sorrento Valley, and portions of Scripps Ranch. Council member Lee spoke with KPBS Midday Edition host, Jade Heidman. 
What do you see as the biggest issue specifically facing District 6 going into your term? You know, we've we've had a chance to talk about this over the last uh, two years with a lot of um, our residents door to door. And um, I think what you'll find is that a lot of the, the biggest issues within District 6 are no different than what we're facing as a region. Um, I think without a question at the moment, uh, you know, a lot of residents are concerned about the, uh, you know, increasing homelessness that we see across our region, um, but really also how that ties into the, the simple fact that housing uh, is simply unaffordable right now in San Diego. Well, costs have gone up for everything, but nothing has been more markedly, you know, concerning, I think, for a lot of residents uh, than the cost of housing, uh, and especially for those who are renting or looking to live and stay in San Diego. Um, that is uh, continually seeming to be a challenge, uh, given that that rising cost. I think some of the other challenges that we're facing are similar, again, across the region. Um, you know, we, we are growing communities and uh, we know that we need to really consider how we deliver infrastructure. Um, a lot of our streets are in, uh, you know, dire need of repair. Um, and that also goes the same to say for a lot of city facilities, whether it's parks or libraries. Um, and a lot of our aging communities within District 6, um, that is a focus is in trying to figure out how we deliver the infrastructure, the transit uh, that's needed to make our communities livable. You're a first-generation Asian-American in the city's most populated AAPI district. What does it mean to you to be a voice for the community, particularly as San Diego becomes more diverse? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really honored to be able to represent this district. Um, and certainly there's uh, no doubt that that with it being about 41% uh, Asian-American Pacific Islander, that that is sort of a significant component of the district. Uh, but I'm also here to represent the entire community. Um, and I think wh where those really come together is that there are a lot of priorities that end up overlapping. And, you know, I think this is as much about providing a voice for those who may not often have that voice, uh, especially at City Hall and ensuring that we have an opportunity to shine a light on issues and um, causes that may not always um, be heard. You know, I, I, it's not a loss on me that there have been very few Asian American Pacific Islander, uh, you know, council members that have served in our city. Um, you know, I had the honor of being sworn in by um, former council member Tom Hom, who actually uh, first served in 1963. And uh, really to follow that, we've only seen our mayor, Todd Gloria, and um, our last council member, Chris Cade. And I, so I think this is an opportunity to really think about how we um, highlight and uplift those voices, um, but how we ultimately serve the community as a whole and ensuring that we actually deliver on the promises that we make. And let's circle back to housing now. You're a homeowner yeah. at a time where, you know, that goal seems out of reach for so many San Diegans. What do you think needs to be done to improve the city's housing crisis? Yeah, you know, my, my wife and I look at the home that we're in, and uh, we recognize that e even if you bought a home in just the last couple of years, um, you know, I've heard from many residents, um, and then ourselves included, where we feel like we couldn't afford the house that we're in today. And and if that's the case, I mean, what's it like for, you know, those who have been renting in San Diego, um, trying to save up, and now between the cost of housing and the rising interest rates, uh, to see that sort of um, fall out of line. And I think what that reminds us is that it's it's not just saying that we need more housing, um, but really specifically driving down to how do we deliver the housing that's needed for San Diegans as a whole. And a lot of that comes down to middle income housing. I mean, when we look at folks who are making the median income within our region, and we think of the cost of housing, you know, and, and the median uh, cost of a home that's available, that disparity is really significant. And I think that disparity in that ratio, the difference in that ratio is really what makes San Diego now the most expensive place to live in the country. And so if we really want to deliver on actually having housing that's more affordable, uh, what's going to be key is thinking about how we deliver on middle income housing uh, that's going to match the needs of working families throughout the city. 
That was Council Member Kent Lee speaking with KPBS's Jade Hindman. Some people who are experiencing homelessness need more help than others to get their lives back in order. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer says a new safe haven will house nearly two dozen homeless San Diegans who need that extra help. The new safe haven is at the Veterans Village of San Diego campus in the Midway District. It'll help residents living with mental illness and chronic substance use conditions. Elizabeth Fitzsimons is the CEO of Episcopal Community Services, which will operate the new 24-7 transitional housing facility. And it's really meant to be like a a home to these people. And it is smaller because they're going to be spending more time here together. And um, we don't have a time limit on how long that they can be with us. Uh, Some of our clients stay with us as long as two years. Fitzsimon says the 11-unit, 22-bed safe haven space will open by early January with the goal of keeping people permanently rehoused. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth and producer Emmalyn Mohebi. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org.